And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker, and it's just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So we're coming a little bit early. I, I mean, well, not early, day late. We're going to do something that we haven't done in a while. We're going to wrap, I guess, two shows together today. Uh, we had some technical difficulties because of the weather and the damage, the I guess the aftermath damage of what happened with the weather, you know, powers out, internet's not exactly working the way you want it to, all that fun stuff. But here we are today. Happy Friday. We have a lot to cover on today's show. So, like I said, we're gonna try and maybe fit two shows together today. Uh, I'd rather not just put. I'd rather not do two episodes in one day. Um, I'm sure. A lot of you would rather just do would rather just do have like two segments from you know two different shows together in one so we're gonna try and get that in today so uh, like we're gonna recap um, the game on Wednesday against the Bruins and when we're gonna do kind of a preview for tomorrow's game against the Philadelphia Flyers before I get into that I just want to remind you that this show is available wherever podcasts are available and of course like and subscribe so you're up to date on all the latest episodes and notified when they do drop and then you could also go to our twitter page to stay up to date on all the news surrounding the show so go to our twitter page at lo underscore lightning and i'm also up on there you can go and find me at ap danker d-e-n-k-e-r go to twitter follow us you know we really appreciate all of you that have been listening on these past couple of months, especially some of you that have been coming back to us and some of you who have also well been joining us for the first time. So for all of those of you Lightning fans or just hockey fans in general, thank you for joining the Lightning bandwagon. Uh, I'm sure you won't be disappointed. Uh, we'd like to keep things a little bit loose here on Lockdown Lightning. We've had a pretty good cast of guests uh, since we've started things up here on Lockdown Lightning, if you want to go back and listen to some of those episodes, of course you can. It's the beauty of having a podcast and listening to a podcast. You know, it's just like a radio show, except a lot better. And you could go back, rewind, re-listen, all that fun stuff. So I'm going to start off the show by discussing the 3-2 win over the Bruins. Um, I was looking forward to this game out of all three round robin games or just the the last three games that the lightning have played i think in my mind that this was going to be the most important one that the lightning were going to play thus far uh not taking anything away from that capitals game that was a good game but the lightning weren't exactly playing they didn't exactly play very good hockey in that game i mean they got out to a two nothing lead just like they did in this bruins game but i mean they they i don't think they had everything together just yet so in this lightning in this Bruins game, 
and I and I spoke about it on the previous episode. I believe, yeah, it was the episode that dropped on that that morning. And go back and listen to that because this is going to tie in with what I said in that episode. Um, I wanted to see improvement, even though the Lightning have won. They won pretty much every game they've played thus far going into this Bruins game on Wednesday. I needed to see more improvement. They, Other than all the stuff that's going on with Vasilevsky, which we'll get into in just a moment, I needed to see more. Uh, I stressed that one of the important things that the Lightning need to do is get off to a good start. They needed to be aggressive. They needed to to create chances for themselves. They needed to shoot a lot more. I think that sometimes, especially during the season, I'm not sure if it's a a, a maybe a mindset kind of thing with this team or maybe it's just the luck of the draw of how they get off in terms of starting a game. But it seems like more times than not, and I could probably count five instances just in probably the month of February where this Lightning team got off to slow starts. And, you know, they, they are a talented enough team to where they, they could come back and turn it on real quick, especially when everyone's healthy. But this is a little bit of a different situation. That's a regular season. And in some of those games, they never turned it on or it was too late you know they were down by a couple of goals and they really didn't do much until the second period and then by then the other team had momentum so it really was a non-factor at that point but in this game they I don't know if they maybe coach Coop said the same thing I said I mean it wasn't really a big secret with this team when they were watching the cap we were watching the Capitals game and even the Panthers game but this team went almost five minutes in that Capitals game without a shot on goal. And I don't care if you're starting a game or if you know, you're know you in the middle of a period or whatever the case may be, you can't go five minutes without a shot on net. I don't care. I don't care if you're on the, the penalty kill, whatever the case may be. You need to create chances for yourself. You can't just sit back and let the, the other team get things going, especially a team such as the Washington Capitals, um, a lot is said about that team because, you know, they're a little bit of older, older team, one of the older teams actually in the NHL, and they they are very, very much experienced, obviously winning that Stanley Cup a couple of years back. So I wanted to see them kind of come flying out of the gate in this Bruins game, and that's exactly what they did. They did, I could probably say, Except for maybe the Panthers game. And I'm not really looking at that Panthers exhibition game as anything but a tune-up. I don't really... The game in comparison to some of the season games, as well as some of these games, these round-robin games, and the games you know, in the future, um, that game doesn't really hold a lot of weight. I don't really look at that as something that is kind of a sign of how this team's going to play. I mean, they they did play very well, but the Lightning are notches, leagues above, levels above, whatever we want to say, more talented than that Panthers team. Uh, especially with, you know, the Panthers were missing a lot of players, but at the same time, uh, the, their, their goalie, Sergei Brabovsky, isn't exactly having a good season either, so that was part of it as well. 
So going into this Bruins game, I guess I could say, you know, after looking at it, that especially that was probably the f- best first period that this team has had all year. Um, I can't imagine a better start, especially since we've been doing Locked on Lightning, where the Lightning have had a better performance starting off a game. Like I said, they, they are very notorious and have a bad habit of starting off games very slow, and that could lead to early deficits, bad habits, all that fun stuff that you love to hear me talk about here on the show. But I have to say, the first period as a whole in that Bruins game was flawless. I thought they played very well. Like I said, fast start, very aggressive, created tons of chances early on, which resulted in two early goals. Uh, They drew an early penalty, which was amazing. I wasn't sure how long this team was going to go without just having a power play of their own, considering they didn't didn't get one penalty called for them in their favor in that Capitals game, which, even if you're not a Lightning fan, or even, you know, I think every hockey fan could agree that it is almost the chances of a team going an entire game without drawing a penalty, which they are on the power play for at least maybe a minute or whatever the case may be, because all the penalties that were called against the Capitals were matching penalties in which, whether it was a fight or whatever the case may be. So it wasn't like the the Lightning had a power play at all. So, And I think every hockey fan could agree that that game, if you go back and li- and watch it, the refereeing was terrible in that. Uh, there was a lot of missed calls, a lot of obvious calls. Um, I spoke a lot at length on last episode, so go back if you want to hear about that. Um, I go into it very, I guess I go into a very detailed rant about it, I guess. Um, as for the poor refereeing, or officiating, actually, there was more of that in here in this game as well. And it's just more of a theme that happens on a yearly basis in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I don't know whether it's a case of maybe these these refs are just... I don't know if maybe they're just letting a lot of calls go, let the players play. But it seems like the trend right now, especially for the Tampa Bay Lightning, is that they aren't getting a lot of calls in their favor. They're getting a lot of penalties. I mean, we've spoken in detail on this show numerous times on numerous episodes how the Bolts just... They draw. They they have stupid penalties. They they draw stupid penalties. They're constantly on the PK, and that's why they need to have a good PK. And granted, they have gotten a lot better. There's been tons of improvement, but I'm not gonna hold too much stock in that. Just because the sample size since this team has started playing again, it's very small. Uh, maybe in a couple of weeks, once they they're in maybe the first couple of games of their first series, which we should know by tomorrow who this team is probably going to play or have an idea at least because some of the series in the Eastern Conference have not concluded yet um, thus far. So I guess right now off the top of my head, I believe only the Canes who swept the Rangers um, have, have advanced as well as I believe that the Blue Jackets series is almost concluded. Um, I mean, we're, we're pretty much winding down here. Uh, I believe 
if if it stands to look at it, I mean, I'll talk about matchups later. Um, I know the Islander series is pretty much done. Um, I believe the Penguins and the Habs are pretty much done as well. So now, what are some of the things? So after the Lightning scored those first two goals, the the Bruins were kind of playing on their heels that entire first period, and they started to realize that. Oh crap! We're gonna have you know we're gonna have to change it up. Let's let's see if we could try and bully these guys. Play a more physical game. There was a lot of pushing and shoving after the whistle, which is it happens in these type of games. I think it's safe to say at this point in time that the Lightning and the Bruins have somewhat of a little bit of a rivalry going. I mean, pretty much all their games this season, including Wednesday's game, was for lack of a better word, chippy. Um, Obviously, everyone uh, remembers that fight-filled game out in Boston the last time these two game these two teams played, and then there's also a little bit of that history between Patrick Maroon and Zdeno Chara, or just Patrick Maroon and the Bruins from last year's Stanley Cup Final. So there's also that as well. So the Bruins try to just try to they just pretty much tried to bully this team over up and down the ice, and the Lightning for the most part weren't having any of it. Uh, we saw a fight in the first period from Blake Coleman. He wasn't backing down. Love to see. I, I'm. I have to say now. Now that I brought it up, I'm. I'm super happy to finally see that Blake Coleman is kind of settled into his role with this team. Uh, I was kind of interested to see how guys like Coleman, Goudreau, and Bogosian were really going to play after. As soon as they were starting to kind of get a feel for things with this new team. That's when the stoppage happened, and then so they have that four months off and weren't able to play. But it seems like in all the games that the Lightning have played thus far, these guys look like they've been playing with these with this team all year, which is great to see. You love to see it, especially with how much of a need that the Lightning had for these kind of players. So hopefully they can continue that performance. Um, I'm not looking so much for these guys to light up the stat sheet, but just to slide into those supporting roles and have more of a physical disruptive presence on the ice on the defensive side of things as well so now the thing i really want to talk about that was very concerning to me at least i don't know how some and i haven't really seen a lot of talk on it about it but andre vasileski we all know great goalie vezina trophy finalist for the past three years um He's let up four goals in the three games that the Lightning have played thus far since they came back, since the NHL has resumed. Those four goals have been pretty much identical in nature of how they occurred. And if you watch the game, you know that both the games, the Caps and the the Bruins game, um, that those four goals, those aren't the kind of goals you want to be giving up, especially in the playoffs. Now, the Lightning do have the luxury of playing these round robin games so they do have I guess the advantage alongside the other three teams on the Eastern Conference as well as those teams in the Western that they're still able to play around some things tinker with some things but I mean come on the their last round robin game is tomorrow and then they start playing actual meaningful playoff games probably I would say Sometime in the middle of next week, so probably Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, but yeah, 
Vasilevsky's got to clean it up. I don't know if that's technique or that's just just bad luck. I from what I could see with the camera with the 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 many camera angles that uh, we've been shown, whether it's on NBC or Fox Sports Sun or even on NHL Network and all the other stuff, all the video, all the it, it looks like for the most part he's doing very well of closing off any gaps he has whether it's you know buckling down that arm or trying to put his pads close together I mean I don't know it's just I think really what it is is just bad luck Um, and unfortunately it's kind of more under a microscope just because it's Vasilevsky and as well as the lightning even though they do have some time to play with some stuff, they will be playing game one of the first round before we, once we blink our eyes and reopen them. You know, that's how fast it's going to come. So Vasilevsky, hopefully he's not in his head. I mean, because it, it pretty much seems like, though, after he's given up those goals, because they have happened pretty pretty I guess sporadic you know he's pretty much locked down in the first periods or so leading up to those and then once they occur after they occur you know they happen pretty much minutes apart from each other and then after that he's pretty much pretty he's playing a flawless game out there I think he's shutting down he's doing a very good job shutting down the angles not giving really shooters a lot to look at obviously him being huge uh being 6'4", 200, and I guess 30-something pounds around that, I guess, uh, really helps. But, you know, he's doing a very good job, especially how he 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 moves from one side of the crease to the other. I mean, he's one of the best in the game for a reason. So hopefully, whatever it is, if it is actually a sort of a technical issue in terms of his form, I'm sure they'll clean it up. The Lightning's goalie coach, Franz Jean which I'm probably mispronouncing. I mean, I'm if you're a frequent listener to this, uh, you already know I'm terrible at pronunciations here and there. Trying to get better at it. Um, but anyway, moving on from that, yeah, I, I he's he's very good, and I'm sure he's going to work with Vasilevsky before the real game start. And hopefully, I would like to see some Kurt McElhinney in tomorrow's game. I he hasn't played one minute on the ice. I found it very odd that, you know, even though the game was close against Boston, I thought that, you know, they maybe would have switched out McElhinney. But I guess because of the nature of those two goals that Boston scored, I think that they wanted to keep him in to see how he would respond. Because I, I understand from a coaching perspective, you don't want to take him out, especially after he's done that. So I could see why they did that. So hopefully... Maybe they start Vasil if they're going to start Vasil Vas, which I I think they're going to. I I can't imagine McIlhenny's going to play the whole game, but I think what's going to happen is Vasilevsky is probably going to start probably the first period of tomorrow's game, and then probably McIlhenny will come in and play the rest. I would like to see that. So at least like Vas gets kind of a rest, even though he's technically been resting for the last four months. So, but if I had to, you know, I'm I'm a little bit concerned. But what is the appropriate level of, con- you know, concern and worryment in this situation with Vasilevsky? Now, if the being from a having an analytic uh, approach to this, 
I would have to say a four, maybe even a three and a half. Uh, I'm not too worried um, in you know him doing this regularly throughout the playoffs. As a Lightning fan, as someone who loves his team, who watches every game, obviously, every minute of every game, I want to say a five just because I am just a cynical sports fan in general. I'm a Met fan, so that has an, a, that kind of contributes to it. So I'm just I'm hoping for the best but expecting the worst. That's just how it is with me. That's because of me being a Met fan my entire life. But, yeah, so level of concern, I guess, would have to be to average those two out, you know, probably a four. I think a four is the right kind of sweet spot. You know, you're not too worried he's going to do it, but at the same time, you know it's a possibility, especially since the only four goals he's given up after throwing that shutout in the Panther exhibition game. That's the only times he's given up those goals, and they weren't pretty at all. So now just to kind of finish up my closing thoughts about this game, wow, um, the refereeing was terrible once again. Um, you know, the Lightning did draw some penalties, but there was tons, tons of – no calls on a lot of things. Um, Goudreau got penalized. I believe he got into a little scrum with Gritzlick. And Gritzlick got nothing. He wasn't called for anything whatsoever, which was just mystifying. I I, I assumed, because they went to a commercial break afterwards. Um, and I was like, okay, I you know at least we're going to get matching minors on that. Nope. Uh, Goudreau... Got a, I believe he got two minutes. Um, I forgot what the exact penalty was, but yeah, he got two minutes for that. Um, Headman got slashed right in front of the refs on a play. Um, after the whistle, no call. Um, I Hopefully this isn't the trend going forward because I think officiating is going to be a little bit more important this year than it pr- might be um, in have been in years past. But yeah, just to conclude, um, I thought the game was played very well. I loved, you know, I, I stated on the preview episode that be on the lookout for Braden Point to to continue his hot streak, and he did that. That last goal was incredible. That Well, he didn't score, but he created the chance, and Tyler Johnson potted it in on the rebound, and it was just an incredible sequence. Uh, I love, and even early on, I believe it was in the third period, there was a great sequence I believe it was actually probably a couple of plays, a couple of minutes before that go-ahead goal where I believe that Point was doing everything he could. Uh, the, the Bruins kept trying to clear the puck out of their zone. And every time they tried to get it, when it was close to the blue line, Point just kept it in, kept it in, kept fighting. It was it was a great sequence. And I believe that gave the guys a lot of energy going, uh, you know, going forward the next couple of shifts, which eventually did lead to that Tyler Johnson goal. So overall, I thought this this the game was great. Um, other f- than the two goals, which you can't really fault them, you can't really fault Vasilevsky. Obviously, he has to tighten it up. That can't this can't become a a common occurrence anymore. This he needs to nip this in the butt right now, or he's going to be in trouble. Um, but yeah, I thought the game played very, was played very well all around. Bruins obviously tried to bully the Lightning around, and that's they like I said early on, the Lightning weren't having it. So 
look for more of the same against the Flyers, and I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, let me talk to you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I've, I've said this I countless times now at this point. Like, why would you go in store to be aggravated just to find out that the part that you were looking for after the guy spent 20 minutes in the back room looking for it is not there? And then he says, well, here's another part. It's another brand, but you're going to have to pay twice as much as you would for the other part. So, you know what? Save yourself the trip. Save yourself the hassle. Go to rockauto.com. And when you go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So the Lightning will be playing the Philadelphia Flyers in tomorrow's game, which will conclude the round-robin play, thank- thankfully. I'm, it, was a, it was a nice experiment. I saw some people online that say, why don't we do this every year? I don't want to do this every year. You know why? Because, and I saw some Bruins fans complaining about it, and I totally understand how they feel that, and I agree. It's kind of ridiculous that the President's Trophy winners, especially, I mean, if you finish first in your conference, you should be getting the first seed, but the President's Trophy winners should automatically, regardless if you know we were playing for seed here, the President's Trophy winners Boston Bruins shouldn't have. I, they really have, shouldn't really had to have played any games, other than the fact that you know that they're the President's Trophy winner. They've really embarrassed themselves throughout this whole stretch. I don't think they've won a game at all in the round robin play, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I mean, at the at the same time, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but right now, the Lightning and the Flyers are tied up for first in the round robin standings and if they for some reason weren't going to play tomorrow's game the lightning would get the number one seed anyway just based off of regular season points percentage which will decide all tiebreakers so i i guess that would decide that also decides who would get the third seed between boston and washington if the bruins do win that game um Actually, no, because that's not how it works. Because both the, one of those teams is 0-1 and the other is 0-2. So, um, yeah. So, how I get... Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't matter anyway. So, the, the Bruins would have... If, for some reason, they were playing well and, you know, they were actually in the talk to get the first seed, they have the highest regular season points percentage, actually, out of any of the uh, round-robin teams. So, that's kind of a interesting thing how the team who has the highest regular season points percentage doesn't even have a shot at sniffing the first overall seed so now looking at these other games and I said on past episodes that I wasn't going to say anything uh, 
about who the Lightning really should play um, at this point just because I wanted to see how the other teams were playing. And I guess if I had to right now, because we've gotten a, a good idea of who's, you know, who's playing pretty well and who's kind of on the fence or inconsistent, I say, you know, the Lightning, I don't, I don't, here's the thing. I don't expect them to win tomorrow. If they do, that's great. At the same time, it wouldn't be the worst thing if they lost this game. So they kind of get a, you know, a loss underneath their belt. You know, you don't want to go undefeated, I believe, into the playoffs until the real games. So I wouldn't, I, and I don't, you know, I don't expect them not to lose either tomorrow. I think they're going to lose tomorrow's game just because I think the Flyers are playing out of this world with, you know, how they've how they played thus far and I think they're only going to continue that going forward until maybe they run into kind of one of those big uh dragged out series. So having said that, the Lightning would get the second seed and I believe how it would work is that they would be playing the winner of the Islanders and Panthers, which right now at this point, who knows what could happen, but the Islanders are leading one nothing in that series. I mean, two one in that series. So it looks like if the Pan- unless the Panthers make a pretty impressive comeback, it looks like the Lightning, if they do lose tomorrow's game, like I said, I kind of expect them to just because of how the Flyers have been playing. I believe that it looks like right now, if things stay the way they do, it looks like the Lightning are going to be playing the New York Islanders, which I don't mind. I think the Islanders are a good matchup. I kind of wanted to see the Lightning play, and I say it this earlier, I would have I would have liked to have seen the Lightning play the Toronto Maple Leafs just because, and that was kind of also wishful thinking as well, just because of how well the Blue Jackets have been playing. And just, I think, even though they didn't play that well against them in the regular season, I think the Lightning would have would be a better matchup with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you know, the Maple Leafs are one of those teams that they kind of shut off at the first sign of adversity. I'm not saying they're a strong-willed team, but they have so many expectations, and it's just sometimes uh, those expectations can possibly get overwhelming so that's also it as well so but yeah like I said it looks like they're gonna play the Islanders and as for tomorrow's game against the Flyers I would expect like I said earlier in the show that we're probably gonna have Kurt McElhinney uh, start the game or at least play I would like to see him get some play um, sometime in that before these games, the official games start, just because of you know you don't want him to going into uh, the playoffs at all, with having really not played uh, in an actual real game since March. All right, so just to wrap things up, I think that if we're gonna throw out a prediction, like we are so familiar with doing here on Lockdown Lightning, as for that tomorrow's outcome, I'm gonna say three-one Flyers. I think that the Flyers are going to overwhelm the Lightning early on. I think the Lightning are going to play well, but not well enough. I just think it's going to be, it's going to come down to a battle of just you know who's better on that day. And I think tomorrow the Flyers are going to 
just be the better team, which is not going to be a bad thing. Like I said, I wouldn't mind having the Lightning have a loss underneath their belt going into the playoffs because then, you know, their first loss in the playoffs, they they won't exactly have that deer-in-the-headlights kind of look. You know, they won't really have to figure out, okay, we we did A, B, and C wrong in this game, and that's why we lost. Now let's try and figure out how we could get better in game two. Now, the middle of the playoffs, especially in a seven-game series, is not the time to try and figure out how they, you know, how to get things back together, which is why the Lightning are in a pretty lucky situation where tomorrow, other than the practices over the weekend and until they figure out who they're actually going to play, um, they do have that luxury of kind of refining themselves, which they pretty, you know, they, I think, I think the team that we see now is the team we're going to be seeing for the rest of the playoffs, which if I had to grade this team, I think they're, they're pretty good. I think they're going to be, I think they're almost probably better than the team we saw during the regular season. I think, especially with a, the resurgence of Braden Point, him being finally 100% now, and Zach Bogosian kind of coming into his own as well, and obviously having Anthony Sorelli, and then also Mitchell Stevens playing incredible, which I haven't even mentioned uh, that much. I mean, if you've listened to the show um, and you've listened closely, you know I bought a lot of Mitchell Stevens stock early on in the season when they first started playing him. He only, he didn't play that many games, but from what I saw, I was very impressed. Um, he's one of those guys that whatever they ask him to do, he goes out and he does it, and he does it very well. Uh, and he's been very impressive, especially on the faceoff, uh, especially winning faceoffs in their own zone, which is going to be huge going into the playoffs. So. Hopefully we get to see more of the same from not only Mitchell Stevens, but this Lightning team. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you on the next one.